Baby's house where everybody is a member of the family and that certainly includes you. I'm so happy and so blessed that you have taken time out of your day to join me for Babby's house. It's always our privilege to come to you wherever you are in your home or maybe in a hotel room or maybe watching it on your phone. Uh, I'm just so grateful that you are here with us today. I'm blessed to have as my very special guest today, Dr. Derek Love. And Dr. Derek Love is a career educator. He is an author. He is a person who builds up uh, young people and adults, reminding them that they have potential and possibility, that God has a plan and a purpose for their lives. He is the author of a great book called Your Greater Is Right Now, Living as God's Masterpiece. Dr. Derek Love, thank you for joining me here today on Babby's House. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I am truly honored and excited to be a part of the show today. I know we're going to have an amazing conversation to give God all of the glory. So once again, thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us. Um, I have just been, you know, on YouTube and and uh, watching and reading, you know, your material. And I tell you, we are uh, there is a similar very similar vision and purpose because I'm a, I'm an educator. I taught middle high school music for a lot of years and I teach now at the college level, mentor t teaching and training up and coming creatives, singers, songwriters, and authors. And you are doing uh, a very sim, you have a very similar vision to build up people there in Texas and online with the work that God has called you to do. So tell us about your book, Your Greater Is Right Now, Living as God's Masterpiece. What inspired you to write this book? Thank you so much. And thank you for having me once again. Um, it was out of, it came out of a kind of a desperation or a war cry, if I could say that, to say the least. It was a time of my life where as I had felt depleted, um, you know, been in ministry for like 15 years and you're giving in ministry, you're giving full-time in ministry, uh, you're giving in your career, you're giving in your job, you're giving as a husband, as a father. And it was so minimal to uh, uh, on the reciprocal in a form back into the self. And it was a time that I came to a point where it was at a level of depression and just kind of just at a low. And I remember my wife telling me, she was like, I think you're depressed. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think so. And she says that because she's a therapist. That's what she does day in and day out on tele on tele on e-therapy. Um, and she sees clients every single day. And I was kind of like, no, because, you know, when you think about depression, there's a highs and lows. And mine came out in my anger and my frustration so much. And so it was through that moment, you know, and, you know, I know the word. I know who God is. I have a relationship. But I was in that in that dark space. And in that moment and when I realized that, OK, this is what it, this is where I am. And another key critical element was. My, my son at the time, my son was like, dad, I can't stand to be around you. And that began the pivotal point of change and the trajectory and 
building tools of your greater is right now because he had to give me the tools to rebuild again and to unlock the things that were all that were hidden he had to pull back some layers of uh, that needed to be uh, dealt with some fears some anxiety some worries some self-doubting and he had to put and reconstruct me all over again and so that began this your ready is right now and to begin to walk in that and uh live that and really in application form. And so that's how this book came about. You know, I find that it's very interesting that oftentimes God will, he will bring about our purpose and mm-hmm. our greater purpose through our greatest pain. Correct. And yes, and sometimes we run from the pain and that short circuits and short changes our purpose. And so can you just deal with, can you just talk about that for a moment? Talk about how, how we can deal with the pain and give God permission to launch sometimes the best in us through the difficult seasons in our lives. Absolutely. I would say Ms. Mason, the first thing that we have to do is begin to surrender and let go. I think we want to hold on to the past, our hurt, our past experiences, our past failures, um, and, and, and the belief that we cannot or in the belief that we're not worthy enough. And so we have to be, first of all, surrendered to the will of God. And once we surrender to the will of God, we begin to gain our identity in God. And when you gain the identity in God of who you truly are, he begins to unlock all of the things that were hidden on the inside of you because greatness already resides there. It's sitting wait to be released. And so he begins to unlock that piece for you and allow the greatness of who you are in your truest form and your authentic self to become immersed, to emerge from there so that you can begin to walk in the potentiality of what he's called you to do. So when we deal with the anger and the hurt, and that comes with the level of forgiving yourself, <laughs> we have to forgive ourselves um, and release that because it's not for the individual who may have hurt you, it's for you so that yes. you can truly walk in liberty and in the freedom. And once we begin to do that, then we uh, begin to see our new self before the for the past is now removed and now we're walking in the fresh newness of who we are in Christ. And yes. so as we begin to trudge and then you begin to press toward the mark of the higher calling, which is already in you. And so if we begin to do those things, then we'll see the greatness begin to unlock and the full potential of God be who he's called us to be. I, I want to back up a little bit because yes. you touched on something that I want to bring out. You talked, yes. you used the word potential and mm-hmm. you said that our, our, our potential is, is our gifts and talents are just waiting to be released. That mm-hmm. our potential is just resting uh, almost as if it's resting just below the surface. So mm-hmm. can you talk about what potential is and, and how do we start to access that potential? First of all, I would think is that in, at first, in order to recognize that and see that potential, you got to first identify who you are with your creator. I think it comes from yourself and creation and you identifying with God. I think that's first and foremost and number one. The potential is already there. It has, it's, it's about you trying to, it's about you not trying, but you activating that potential and realizing that I do have a purpose and I'm worthy of that purpose. I am worthy to move into the greater things of God and reaffirming to self that self is ready. And then once that potential is unlocked, 
then above the surface. And then now you begin to, just like a flower, a uh, blossom and blooming up. And it's now began to germinate and now begin to bud out these beautiful flowers and different rows of different colors. Um, and when we do that, we begin to see ourselves even highly, even more than I can accomplish, I can achieve, I can move beyond my past fears, beyond my hurts, beyond my worries, behind my, beyond my concerns. And then that becomes the catalyst piece and the momentum that begins to drive us forward into our greater calling and beginning to walk with God even more uh, to achieve our level of greatness. Yes, that is so beautiful. Uh, I'm talking today with Dr. Derek Love. He is the author of Your Greater Is Right Now, Living as God's Masterpiece. And uh, Dr. Love, I can, uh, as an educator, I know that you're dealing, that you're teaching and, and uh, shaping the lives of young men and young women and adults who, even though they may be in their middle years, what I've mm -hmm. understood and what I know for sure is that there is no expiration date on God's purpose and plan for your life. So it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. As long as you can tap into God's uh, purpose and plan for your life, you can live out his assignment for your life. I, I, I understand that you have you have sons, you're, you're married, you have a family. And mm -hmm. I want to just talk about um, the one particular demographic of who it is that you work with. I happen to be a mother of, of young, strong, powerful, handsome, good looking, brilliant, beautiful sons. Mm -hmm. And I know that the, the enemy is after this next generation and particularly he is after, there is an assignment, there's an assault on African-American men. Um, mm -hmm. And you, you even mentioned yourself that you struggled with your identity, you struggle with your purpose, you even struggle with things like depression. Can you just uh, touch on that right now and how uh, African-American men specifically can begin to find God's uh, assignment and work through some of the issues that they're facing today? Absolutely. One of the things I believe, Mrs. Mason, is that is that we cannot allow, allow um, social media, media status, status quo to define who we are. Um, they may not see our full potential or see African-American, especially as it relates to men in, in that light. But we have to train our children to understand that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They can accomplish and achieve everything. And we have to we have to instill in them that there is a will and a purpose for your life, despite what it looks like. And despite the enemy that who is at hand, who is at work trying to deceive us as a race of people that we're not or we're not worthy of or we're less than because of what you see on media. And to know that they are great all by themselves and they are worthy all by themselves, no matter, no matter what. And so in this culture, we have to continue to educate, teach, train, mold, encourage, develop, shape, mentor, and all of these elements to make sure that we lead them on a path for success. And so I do, I do believe is that as we continue to drive that piece, and I know for me as a father, you know, I, I, I know that one day I have to have the con many conversations. One of those conversations is, this is how you respond when you're pulled over by police. That's a conversation I dread even having with my kids. But I understand yes. the society of what we are today and what we're in. And the most important thing is I want my son to come home. Do I disagree? Does that mean that I'm not a fan of the police? Absolutely not. 
I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the police. I do believe in what they do. Um, and I know they're here for a purpose as well too. Um, but I know from historical context, um, what that also entails for many marginalized communities. And in those marginalized communities, there is some skeptic, some level of what we could quantify as racism or racial profiling and things of that magnitude. And just to let my kids know to be aware of these things. Um, right now, they live in a suburban area. Um, where, and, and, and so that's kind of not the norm. But um, just to make sure that they are well-educated, well-versed, and understand how to move in different social settings and things of that magnitude. Um, it's just the, rearing, uh, the rearing of an African-American child or male that you have to do just to ensure the, their success. Just like my father did with me in having those conversations, just yes. as he, you know. And so we've always had these level of conversations in our household just to make sure that um, we stay steadfast and unmovable, um, yes. still trusting and believing God at the same time and still educating to inform so they make informed and best decisions. As you they know, continue. Dr. Love, I so agree with you and identify with you and the and the the need, the ongoing need to have these conversations with your children. You know, mm -hmm. your children are young, um, you mm -hmm. know, less younger than 10 years of age. But, you know, mm -hmm. I have two adult sons, uh, right. one, in, one in his 30s and one in his 40s. And we just had that conversation night before last uh, wow. about how, how to respond when you're pulled over by the police, how to respond mm -hmm. when you when you're dealing, you know, in these social as you're talking these social settings, mm -hmm. and that that conversation is an ongoing conversation, and so uh, yeah, I want to just yes. encourage those of you to just continue to com communicate with your family, particularly with your young sons and your young daughters. Well, I want to talk with you, uh, Doctor Doctor Love, about um, we hear so much in our conversations about self esteem about self-esteem. And this is a real challenge that the enemy is using to, to disintegrate and to, and to tear down the family structure and to tear down us from the inside out. How do we, and you, you've been talking a lot about identity, how do we begin to find our self-esteem in a day and age where we can look at the television, look at the media, look at social media, and we can see what we are, what we are not. But it's, a, it's an ongoing assault on our self-esteem. How do we build ourselves up from the inside out. Absolutely. I think in, in the midst of a pandemic, what we have to truly, re, re, truly lean on is the word of God as to be our source and our strength. Um, and, and that has to be the, catal the catalyst to, to initiate and ignite change within us. And even in the midst of a pandemic, what I've learned is that we can be truly resilient and missed when you don't have, right? When you miss yes. it, you don't have and be able to reinvent who we are from the inside out. And I think we have to have a willingness and mindset shift. So shifting mindset is number one, it, it's critical and key. You got to shift your mindset to the what ifs and to uh, what I think I can't do and to the, the conversation and mindset I can do. I am fearfully wonderfully made. I can do all things through Christ. And I have to begin to re-encourage myself to move forward in my new potential, you know? And so to yes. realize that there is no boundaries, there's no limits to that, and there's no limits to what he created you to do. And what I always tell people is that somebody is waiting on your blessing. 
Somebody is waiting for you to walk in your true form and potential and purpose because they're waiting to receive from you. And that begins that whole shift in mindset and change and changing from the inside out and unlocking the past hurt. And I think you really have to go back to Ms. Mason too on that piece is that we tend to uh, want to move forward without addressing the past, right? So if I have all these past hurts, these self-sabotaging thoughts about I can't, I, I won't be able to make it. I can't go back to school. I can't do that because of uh, people say that I'm a naysayer. People say that I can't do it. If you get all those clinging sounds in your head, are clashing day in and day out, you'll always remain in bondage and hostage and stuff. And so what you have to begin to do is release yourself of that, forgive yourself of those things and begin to move forward because you can't move forward trying to hold. You got one step forward and one step backwards and you still got somebody pulling you backward. You know what I'm saying? So yes. you have to release those things and let go and then begin to walk. And that's how we change from that potentiality to walking in purpose. That's how we do to unlock who we are in our truest form to become what we're becoming. And that's how we begin to move in the greater things of God, because he's right there with you. He's always been the champion of cheerleading. He's been saying, well, hey, I'm sitting here waiting on you. Not, you know, yes. I'm waiting on you. I, I, I've, I've been tapping at your heart all this time. I've been tapping at your mind all this time. I've been tapping at you right here. All I want to do is be, take, be a, a, a part of the process. Can you allow me to be a part of the process? That's all he's saying. Can you allow me to be a part of this process? I want to see you thrive in 2020. Yes. I want you to know, Dr. Love, you are. Listen, I, I have tapped into my purpose. <laughs> I'm tapping into my purpose. I am. I believe I'm pursuing God's will for my life. But I'm telling you, you are motivating me to understand that my past is a launching pad into my future and into my future purpose. Yes, my, that past is a launching pad. He, God doesn't want us to get stuck there. He wants us to use that as a motivator to help to deliver somebody else. You know, one thing that I want to talk about is how your, your, your purpose, even though your role may change, your role may evolve, maybe you were married, maybe you're no longer married now, maybe you, you, you had children, but now you got an empty nest. Maybe you were married, your husband passed away, you're a widow. You know, your, your, your role may change, but your purpose never changes. Your role evolves, but your, even your, your assignment, your job may change, but your purpose never changes. Years ago, when I first started playing the piano and singing in my daddy's church, getting music in me and operating in my music gifts, then I started teaching school and went from that to singing and songwriting. And, and now I'm in the intermediate. 20 years ago, had you told me I'd be, 25 years ago, had you told me I'd be doing this? I would say, you got the wrong girl. So talk about, talk about how God wants us to evolve in the gifts that he's given us and grow in the gifts that he's given us. Wow. <laughs> it's just amazing. He really, truly wants us to walk out this thing in purpose and really wants us involved in purpose. And I think once we have that genuine connection and a vertical connection and an interdependence on God, then he begins to evolve us into the greater works that he has for us. And in that greater works, you'll begin to see your ministry or your purpose expand and have a, a, a different reach, a different magnitude, a, a different zeal, a different thirst, a different uh, newness and profoundness that 
it begins to impact people in so many different ways that you could ever think and or imagine. But I think one of the critical things is as we move into that, we got to be open. Right. So we can't be closed minded in that piece. We have to remain open to the yes. things of God. And when God is speaking to us to listen and then to obey that. And when you obey that in obedience, God rewards the obedience and your faithfulness and the things that you were. Uh, he said, I'll make you ruler. If you're faithful of the small things, I'll make you ruler over many. And yet I will enlarge and expand your territory. I will do great and mighty things for you. And so in that piece, if we are obedient and if we are steadfast, if we know that our purpose will lead to even greater, then we'll see the, 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 great, the greater things. Eyes have not seen or ears have heard all yes. that he has for us. And so if you truly want all that God has for you, I tell you, surrender, be obedient, listen, and move as he moves with you. And you will see the fruitfulness of who he is in a tangible way, a tangible way and a practical way. And he will see the evidence of those things. Well, tell us how we can find your book and get more information on your ministry and your message. Absolutely. Um, your Greater Is Right Now, you can uh, purchase the book at any bookstore retailer, um, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. You can definitely go in and grab a copy of the book. I promise you it will be life-changing and transformational at the same time. Uh, there are many wonderful activities in the books that helps you dive and do more reflective and critical thinking. Uh, there are biblical affirmations at the end of every chapter to always guide you, always steer your thinking, to propel you to move to the next chapter of your life. And so also, you can also go to my website at newhorizoninstitute.org forward slash your greater to also pick up a copy of the book. Uh, once, if you order from my website, I do sign and autograph that book for you. I pray of that book for it sent out to you so that God can truly speak to you in such a way that he moves you and propels you to be the best you can be and to walk fully in your place and in your purpose. Well, I'll tell you, Dr. Love, I'm motivated today. Thank you so very much for writing this great book, Your Greater Is, right now, living as God's masterpiece. Listen, is there, we got just a few seconds left, but is there a passage of scripture that you can take us to just to motive, to encourage us? Oh, I don't have, yeah, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall, he will direct your path. And he will thank you, you so path. very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Love, for being my yes. guest. God bless you, and we look forward to talking to you again, all right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I all appreciate right. it. Uh -huh. Listen, we're going to come back right after this break with more of Babby's House, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Yeah. 
Oh, beloved, I'm so glad that you came back to the show. Didn't you enjoy that conversation with Dr. Derek Love? You know, the thing that I love about this brother is that he's pulling for us. He wants us to succeed in his message, in his books. And even more than that, Jesus is pulling for you. He is praying for you. Did you know that Jesus prays for you? I, I have fallen in love with John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer of Jesus. It's a red letter passage. And in verse 20, let me read it for you. Jesus is praying for you. Listen to what he says in his red letter chapter here in John 17, verse 20. He prays this to the Father. My prayer is not for them alone, meaning the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So even isn't that beautiful that even before you were conceived in your mother's womb, even as Jesus was facing the cross, he was praying for you. He has been praying for you. He's praying for you right now. The Bible says he's in the book of Romans. It says he intercedes for us day and night. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us, prays for us. He is praying for you right now. He loves you. He is, listen, beloved, God is not mad at you. He, you are not a burden or an encumbrance or an aggravation or an irritation to Jesus. He loves you. You are his beloved. As a matter of fact, what does the Bible call the church? His bride. You are a treasure to him. In John chapter 17, several times throughout that passage, four, four, four times in the version that I read, it says that he is praying for those who God has given to him. So in other words, God has given you as a gift to his son. You are a gift. You are a treasure. You are the pearl of great price. You are his beloved. You are his treasure. You are his bride. So as we close today's show, remember God loves you. He has a plan for you. He is not, he is not mad at you. He, you are not a problem child. You are not an unexpected pregnancy. God has been expecting you since the beginning of time. He has been planning for you since the beginning of time. He has a purpose and a plan for you. Jeremiah, what does Jeremiah 29, 11 say? For I know the plans I have for you. I like to put my name in there. Babby, the Lord says to me, Babby, I know the plans I have for you. Put your name in the scriptures today, beloved. Babby, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Well, thank you so very much. Oh, I wish I could go on, but we are out of time. But I love you. And I'm just so grateful to God that you've joined me today. Will you just reach out to me at babby.com? That's my official website, babby.com. And just check out all the resources that we have there on our website. Well, I love you. And I want to just bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.